Hey everybody, welcome back to Plant Personalities with PV Plant Guy. I have a very special guest today, but before I introduce him, I just wanted to remind you that we're here to talk about plants, everything plants, and to get to know our guests a little bit more than just what we see on social media. So today I have Josh, aka California Aeroids, and I'm very excited to be able to chat with him. How are you doing tonight, Josh? I'm good. How How's everybody else doing? I doing mean, well. <laughs> How are you doing, first of all, right? I'm doing <laughs> My first really podcast, well. can you tell? No, not at all. No, you just <laughs> threw yourself under the bus, not even the first minute. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You know, no, it's, it's actually, am I, you know, I might prefer podcasts because I'm not one to like being on camera. So, hey, you know, it might be, it might be a thing. Who knows? Yeah, and this is super easy. There's no, you know, there's some fancier podcasts where they have the the live video stream with the microphone, but this is super casual. We're just having a good time talking about plants. So speaking of plants, I want to know how you got into houseplants and how you grew to become California Aeroids. Jeez. Well, so I guess I started... um, my my houseplant journey kind of started like a lot of other people and during the the plant pandemic or whatever you call it you know the the pandemic the but basically yeah so i started with succulents gosh maybe like 7 8 years ago um when i first moved out kind of had like uh, succulents in my patio you know i actually uh, my my neighbor upstairs was you know we were really good friends and him and his girlfriend like, uh would always go to the you know, to a Harbor Freight or to Ace or whatever to get plants, right? And so they kind of got me in the whim and I would just, you know, I if I get into something, I go zero to 100 really quick. So I just, before I knew it, had like all kinds of succulents and cactus, like on my patio kind of deal. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And, uh, you know, uh, basically when the pandemic happened, it would just so happen that I kind of you know, kind of moved back in um, to help with my grandparents, my aging grandfather, which is no longer with us. But anyways, long story short, they, you know, they've always loved gardening. And so the pandemic happened and we just kind of stayed home and I didn't want to leave or go anywhere really because of, you know, just to make sure that their health was always okay. Right. So we would just stay home literally all the time. And I had all kinds of succulents. Right. So we were just kind of, um, propagate plants or just you know just do all kinds of different stuff you know you know just being outside in the garden so um one of my friends she actually sent me a link she's like hey i bought this coffee plant i'm gonna try to grow my own coffee i'm like oh that's so cool i didn't know you can buy plants online and so basically um yeah we bought some you know or she sent me the link right so i bought the same coffee plant and it was i guess my first house plant and, you know, when you start buying plants online or whatever, those Etsy ads or whatever, you know, just kind of creep in there, right? So there was this ad for String of Turtles. And my friend, the one that sent me the link originally, she she loves turtles or whatever. So I, thought, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's a cool plant. She's going to like it. So anyways, I bought like a two-inch plant, you know, I don't know, for $25 and then $10 shipping, right? So... She kind of was like laughing. She's like, why would you pay so much for plants? And I'm like, well, because I really wanted it. So that's kind of how it started where, you know, I'm like, well, if I wanted it, somebody else would want it too, right? So I kind of started selling my succulent cuttings. That's where the idea came, you know, from, right? So I just kind of started selling, uh, excuse me, succulent cuttings off of it on Etsy. And it just kind of took off, right? And 
I think maybe, I don't know, three, not even two, three months into it. And I just kind of, you know, incorporated houseplants, of course. And um, soon after, maybe by that, I think I started in May and by August, I was already importing rare plants and I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, like I said, I'm new to houseplants, right? So I've learned like everybody else during this, you know, this time, these last few years, it's just, it's been a wild ride. That's for sure. That's for sure. But um, my background in plants is, you know, more in succulents and cactus, outside plants kind of deal. Um, Gardening, gardening, you know what I mean? So that's pretty much pretty much where I stand. So I know it's wild. Sorry, Tana just kept talking there, but no, <laughs> yeah, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear everything that you have to say, especially with your history with houseplants and succulents and cacti and all of that. Um, it makes sense though, because you're in a drier climate. So yeah, exactly. Um, so is your, is your Etsy shop still up and running? So I, I have it open but i i I haven't updated it honestly since uh um for the longest time i've just kind of been running off of uh, instagram and it's been doing really good for me so i haven't really felt the need to go back on etsy but i mean etsy is where you can make some really good money right like etsy is uh i guess the most expensive of the plant you know if you want to purchase plants i guess uh, you can say and then you know you have your facebook markets and then you know instagram which is you know less and then you know your real real retailers online or whatever you want to call it but um yeah so if i do ever post on etsy i recommend people just to message me separately um just because it's like you know i usually post uh, a market value right <laughs> and on instagram i always discount it but uh, yeah, I haven't really posted anything on Etsy. It's still under my old account, which was uh, Jay's Greenhouse. Um, I kind of rebranded when I, you know, did the whole switch to working with Equihanda now, which we'll talk about that here real, real soon. But yeah, so. Yeah, so um, tell me about the aeroid component, right? So you're talking a lot about like, you know, general houseplants and, you know, cacti and whatnot. So when did the switch to focus on aeroids happen? How did that come about? Um, so it was pretty much during, right in, the, right in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I don't know if it was just ads, you know, social media and all of that. And I actually got into watching YouTube videos. And um, I think Kaylee Ellen, right, from she's from the UK or something like that. Um, she does a lot of like the rare houseplant videos and stuff. And I just kind of got hooked on that so one of my first imports i remember it was um from indonesia and it was like crystalliniums clarinariums and like the variegated uh peace lily uh the picasso peace lily something like that and i remember i kind of just started with that right and uh you know it's i i don't know i i kind of started doing the imports and i don't i don't know if it was just um I don't know how the sellers work, to be honest, in Indonesia, because I feel like if you message one, like they all kind of work together, but separate, right? Like they all try to have their own separate company, but they all still work together. It's 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 weird. I, I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, so I was just getting messages from other people that offer different plants. And of course, you know, 
Um, like I said uh, or mentioned before, you know, when I kind of get into something, I go from zero to 100 real quick. So I was just buying left and right. And uh, during the pandemic, right, we would get our stimulus check. And while I wasn't doing anything and I was actually an avid, like I love to travel. That was one of my things before, I guess, the, you know, the pandemic. I would always, you know, be going to concerts or, you know, honestly, spending my money on that, really. Um, and so basically I wasn't spending any kind of money. I wasn't going out dinners or anything going out on the weekends. Right. So my pandemic, um, all the stimulus check and everything, uh, I invested it into houseplants. So I remember making really good purchases from overseas, you know, and at the time the prices were not as inflated because I started right. I started in the beginning of the, I guess, the pandemic. So the prices were still decent right before the peak of it. So I got a lot of uh, imports at still a decent price. And so I kind of, I feel like that's kind of where my my success also, you know, was at where I was able to price plants at a lower price, right, than the competition. And, you know, so it just kind of always worked out. And then, of course, you know, I, I found out about Equihenera sh- uh, shortly after because of the YouTube videos and stuff. And so I just started importing all kinds of plants, you know, from them and just reselling. And I don't know, it just literally, I just go from zero to 100 because before I knew it, I started <laughs> in the beginning of the pandemic, I started with like a tabletop um, green greenhouse from Amazon, right? Like a $20, $25 greenhouse. I don't know that you put on the top of the table and you know, now I have two, three grow tents, like um, the Vivo Sun grow tents. Right. And then, uh, you know, a couple greenhouses outside and it's just, it's crazy Um, in the backyard. It's just kind of, you know, how everything happened. And I was actually at the point where, you know, having to look for different property to build an actual greenhouse and, you know, kind of expand because um, I mean, for crying out loud, I have the grow tents and pretty much in the living room, I took the extra dining room, right? So it's crazy. I mean, my life's total, total chaos. I mean, in a good way, right? Like, it's just, it, it, things just kind of blew up where I couldn't keep up, you know, with the demand and everything. And it's just, it's been overwhelming to say the least, right? So it's good in a way that, you know, the changes that are coming. And so, yeah, so I'm sorry. I just keep talking. I can talk all day. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I, lo- I love the fact that you're so social and willing to share because this is so interesting. Um, I love hearing about how you keep your plants and it's funny because you you say that you were trying to keep up but it, it kind of sounds like you were almost ahead of the ball game because you had so much inventory and you do have so much inventory so yeah it's crazy i still keep i mean i keep selling like crazy and i just keep looking i'm like either i keep buying way more than i'm selling or, or i don't know what's going on but these plants are multiplying i swear so funny um funny enough um you mentioned that you dropped off a plant to denise tropical seductions and i actually had her on the podcast a few months ago oh, and yeah. she's she's great her and i have great banter on instagram and um she responded to my store and was like, I love Josh. He's such a nice guy. And I actually had a few other people respond to my, my initial story about this podcast, like complimenting you and saying how much they loved you and how nice you were. So I just wanted to let you know that you definitely have a good reputation in the, in the plant world. And just to 
to keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, we all have our bad days, which is, you know, completely true. And, I mean, I get frustrated like all humans, right? And, of course, I get upset when customers ghost me and they don't pay their, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. <laughs> their invoices or stuff like that so you know things do happen and you know things do happen in shipping so like you know it's just sometimes i mean i'm i'm how do i say it like i've always since i have like a retail background like i mean growing up i always did retail right i would always have that you know that you know just uh gosh retail jobs and management right so I guess I always had that compassion for the customer. And, you know, sometimes the customer is not always right, but, you know, you still have to, you know, take their, I don't know how to explain it. You have to make sure that they're happy right at the end of the day. So I guess that just, and also being a nice guy and not being able to say no sometimes, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, I end up taking the, the, uh, how do you say it? Like the, the fault or whatever, the, the take bad the, end of the Take the loss, take the hit. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Just to, you know what I mean? Just to make them happy or whatever. But it's hard. It really is hard because sometimes I don't want to be the nice guy, right? <laughs> but, yeah. And, you know, and that takes time. I mean, learning how not to be the nice guy. I feel like growing up, I always was told, oh, you're such a nice guy. I'm like, uh, yeah. okay, is that a backhanded compliment? You know, it pays yeah. to be nice, but also at the same time, when you're doing business, you don't want to be taken advantage of. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you always have to advocate for yourself. So, you know, it's a, it's a balance. No, definitely. It's <laughs> it's what I need to work on, that's for sure, you know. So speaking of balance, how do you balance your life out with everything you're doing plant-wise, right? Oh. So, um, <laughs> you know, we were talking offline and you're kind of in this transition period, right? So you're kind of moving into this new role and um, how are you balancing everything out with what's to come in the future? Um, I, I don't know if I'm managing it well, <laughs> managing it well, honestly. I mean, I have little to no time. I hardly sleep sometimes. I mean, I'm overwhelmed to say the least anxiety is a huge factor i mean <laughs> i'm not i mean i'm human right like there's just so much going on right now that sometimes it's it's just like whoa like i mean for example my life completely has changed in the last literally four months now I'm four and a half months right but like i mean drastically changed and so it's 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 wild honestly sometimes i can't even like um ah uh, man i can't even like how do you, how do you explain it? Gosh, I think the shot of um, whatever I'm drinking is hitting. <laughs> what did you take a drink of? Um, I just took a shot of. Uh, I think it was just tequila. I just poured it in. Took a shot and I poured it in some, you know, kind of mixed drink or something. Okay, fair. I I'm, I just have a diet coke over here. I had a early workout and I'm exhausted, so I feel like uh, if I took a shot of tequila right now, I would fall asleep, <laughs> and I definitely wouldn't want to fall asleep before we finish this podcast. Oh, but. that's all bad. <laughs> but you, so you basically, you know, your life changed, but it all started when you went on your trip to Ecuador. So yes. talk a little bit about why you decided to go to Ecuador and what happened while you're down there. So I actually was originally planning to go to Thailand. Um, that was my uh, original plan. Uh, original, I mean, I actually had purchased my tickets six months before to go to Thailand. I had a tour guide, um, you know, already set. I mean, I would watch nonstop videos on Thailand. And basically, the reasoning for it was because 
in the back of my mind, well, I mean, it's really easy to um, really easy to order from Ecuador, um, you know, so to go to Ecuador, I'm like, okay, you know, they have, I already know what kind of plants they have, right, which is all of the amazing aeroids that they have. But I was more interested in the variegated plants and all of the, you know, the unicorn plants, the, you know, we're talking the $10,000 plants, you know, the more expensive ones, because I was trying to get them at a, a fraction of that cost, right? Right the actual place where they have them because in my mind i'm like well a lot of these sellers that you know are selling on instagram or wherever they're selling um facebook or even etsy honestly there's a lot of overseas sellers on etsy um they're usually like the third party right so there's you know the grower or the you know the the person that's taking care of the plants and then you know somebody that buys them and then tries to get the paperwork and usually that's how it works at least in my experience there's always a middleman so i'm like well how about i go find the grower you know the actual like the person and then just find somebody that knows how to you know do the paperwork the phytosanitary and all of that make sure that all of the you know documents are correct so i can you know import them into the united states so that was the whole thing um i wanted to do go to thailand so I already had everything set. Like I mentioned, I already yeah, I paid a deposit for the tour guide and I had my first two days of the um, uh, like the hotel booked because, um, you know, during the you know pandemic, that was kind of a requirement. They had to know like the first two days and then you were, you know, wherever you were going to go in Thailand. So anyways, um, it just so happened two weeks before my flight to or yeah, my flight to Thailand. And granted, I was still working at the hospital. So I had managed to get time off work, I had vacation time and all of this. And so uh, the the oh, the new variant that um, what is it called? I Delta. can't remember. Yeah, no, I think it was the one before <laughs> the one with the O, oh, the Omarion. Omicron. One, that one. <laughs> I don't even know which one we're the on. The one now. after Delta. Okay. Yeah, so that one kind of hit and it was like another, you know, kind of huge spike. So actually Thailand closed down again and I was able to go, but I would have had a quarantine on Phuket, which is, a, you know, a different island. I had to be there for seven days and then I can go into the main, you know, the main part of Thailand, which is where all of the, you know, plant shops are at basically and the plant markets. And I'm like, OK, there's no there's no point really because I'm not going to have enough time to find the sellers and you know it just didn't make sense to me and I wasn't really going for vacation right because I was you know one going by myself and it was more basically just to go look for plants right it was a business thing right for me at least um and so anyways uh, it didn't make sense so I kind of was like well shoot what am I gonna do I mean I can still go to Thailand if anything but I'm like it doesn't really make sense to me so I kind of remembered um Equahendida had a pop-up, uh, gosh, I can maybe going on two years now, but they had a pop-up, I think, in Calabasas, and it was, I think there was a first pop-up, and gosh, this was like in the height of the pandemic, right? So there's actually some YouTube on, or videos on YouTube, uh, you know, it was kind of crazy, it really was, but uh, anyway, so I... I made a really big purchase, to say the least, right? And uh, so I was talking to Ivan, the vice president of Ecohenera, and we were just basically talking about, um, you know, uh, he was he was telling me, oh, well, if you go to Ecuador, we'll give you a tour, this, this and that, you know, so he was just kind of telling me this is granted like a year and a half back. So I kind of remembered that conversation and that, that Ecohenera does the tours. Um, so I'm like, well, 
maybe they're still doing the tours, right? Maybe Ecuador's not closed. And it just so happened that that same week, um, Ecuador was having a pop-up in San Jose. So I actually went uh, to San Jose to go talk to Ivan again, just to make sure, you know, it's been a year and a half, right? So I want to make sure that they still have uh, the tours going on and all this and that. So anyways, I think it was just kind of meant to be because I went to San Jose. I talked to Ivan and he's like, yeah, he gave me his business card and he sent, told me to send him an email and uh, he'll contact me with the right person. And he did. And he contacted me with Jimena, which is the one that takes care of all of the tours for Ecuador. And yeah, so everything was literally changed within two weeks. Um, I mean, completely booked itinerary. I mean, you name it. I had a tour guide. Everything was set um, for the total of, I can't remember how many days I was going for, for 12 or 13 days. But it was really, really easy. And I, I think the hardest part was honestly switching my flight <laughs> really from from Thailand to Ecuador. But it was, I don't know, it was crazy. It was it was really good. It was obviously meant to be. I mean, like I had an itinerary. Uh, the first three days I was with my tour guide. Uh, we were just doing the city tours, kind of just checking out the area and stuff like that. And then that was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then that Monday is when I had um, breakfast with the family. And then just my life completely changed after breakfast, I guess <laughs> you, you can say. So it's just, it was awesome. It's been an awesome experience. Like I said, it's been four and a half months going on five months now that I, you know, came back from Ecuador the first time. And so it was just meant to be, I think it was just God sent in a way. It was just, I don't know. It was just, so let me, let me yeah. interrupt you really quick and let me ask you what happened at the breakfast that well, <laughs> changed your life. Well, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. I met the family. I, I had breakfast with, you know, the whole, the whole family. Because let me, let me pause it. Let me pause you really yeah. quick. Can you talk a little bit about what, Equahenera is. So Equahenera basically started 30 years ago and they are founded on the conservation and the research of Ecuadorian flora. So basically this amazing company, you know, has worked with, you know, the Ecuadorian government with, you know, they have actual scientists, you know, botanists, they have people that are actually helping them discover and name species, right? Um, plants in Ecuador. So uh, basically the, you know, they started 30 years ago. And so it's not something, I mean, aeroids are not something that they've been doing, um, you know, recently. It's been something that they've also been doing 30, you know, plus years back. But orchids was obviously the main, the primary for- focus because I guess you can say the flower, right? Everybody was into like, what kind of flower does that plant produce or whatever? Because, you know, you still go to orchid shows and a lot of the, I guess, older generation that are more into the orchids are like, well, why are people paying so much money for a leaf? Like it doesn't, you know, they ask like, what what kind of flower does it make? And we tell them, well, there's no really no flower. And then they're kind of just shocked. They're like, well, what, <laughs> why? What's you the know? point? Was the point, you know, and it's like, well, you know, people like the fact that, you know, the leaf itself is a statement piece, right? Like the leaf itself, you know, holds all the value on its own. But anyway, so it's just, it's really awesome to see that, you know, and a lot of people don't really understand because, you know, I feel like during the pandemic, they're like, well, well, you know, like when I came out with so many plants and it's like, well, there's so much more behind it, right? Like they actually, you know, are doing a lot of things for conservation. Like they actually, you know, were founded on that purpose, right? You know, so they, they, you know what I mean? Like they're actually doing so much good. And I feel like, you know, I, that's where I come in, right? That's, I guess why, you know, the whole, 
uh, I guess I, I kind of started as being an influencer for Equahenera, right? And then with within time, you know, everything has just kind of, you know, um, I guess emerged to what it is now, right? Which is, you know, I'll be opening up a, a new location here in California for for this amazing company. So I kind of wanted to also in the in the process, and I have a lot of videos that I still have yet to push out, which I just haven't had time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a one person, right? Like I, I am running this whole business pretty much on my own right now. And I'm kind of happy that I'm not going to be doing the business part. I'm going to just be managing somebody else's because it's a lot. It's It really is. If you don't have a team, and I mean, like, you need a, a, a big team to kind of be, you know, pushing out, like, the quantity. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's rough, you know, and it's just, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, so, gosh, I lost my train of thought right now. So, so basically, in summary, you, you basically met with the owners of, can you just teach me how to say this properly? Yeah. Equahenera. <laughs> Yeah, so it's equahenera, equahenera, but it's we're used to the the American name is equagenera. You know, we're okay with that. (laughs) That's how I read it in my mind, and then you said it, and I'm like, yeah, everybody says equagenera, but I mean, equahenera. I guess it's the Spanish pronunciation, but you know, it's okay. We don't mind. (laughs) So okay, so you met the family and they wanted to venture into the United States, and so you're going to be opening up their first location within the United States. Is that right? So they, they actually have a location in Florida. Um, they've, they, the Apopka Florida location uh, is managed by one of the, one of the nieces. Um, and she, you know, she's doing an amazing job. They've been there for what, three or four years now. And they have just, I mean, it's, it's a it's a whole operation, right? So they're Equahenera US, um, and they actually ship right there from Florida, and they basically import all the plants from Ecuador and from our sister location because a lot of people don't actually know that we have another location in Germany, actually. And uh, so the manager from Germany is venturing out and getting different kind of plants, you know, um, like Pink Princess. I mean, you name it. There's like Silver Swords. I know that those are already kind of more common in the market right now but um different other kind of plants i mean billy tie i mean there's there's a lot of other plants especially variegated plants that are you know coming from from germany i'm not sure where he's sourcing them from um you know but they're they're then shipping them to florida and so we're just going to have a different variety of plants right and then also equahenera is um you know also doing tissue culture right because they can't really produce or you know the amount of plants (laughs) that that are in the demand right especially in the pandemic so they do have a tissue culture lab on property and they actually have videos on their instagram if you you know if you anybody is ever curious check them out but yeah so that's why you know a lot of their plants right are coming out variegated now and it, it has taken time because, you know, they had to let them grow into mother plants. And then, you know, the mamey, for example, that just came out, um, they have a mother plant and then they made a couple different divisions and stuff. So they have a couple of other plants. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, so a lot of different plants are coming. They're definitely staying on trend. They're hybridizing all kinds of their anthurium, uh, you know, philodendron as well. I mean, their spirit is saintsy, actually. They, you know, they have a lot of saline. So they did, you know, do, do have some of them that are tissue culture, right? Which is fine. Um, and then, you know, I, I know that there's controversy on the whole tissue culture thing. But honestly, you know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, 
it's a form of conservation. It really is, right? Because, you know, you can't be taking. And uh, there's there's so much that I need to explain, right? Like I mentioned in these videos that I just haven't yet produced because I just haven't had time. I have them all filmed. I have them all right from when I went to Ecuador the first time and the second time. And I just haven't been able to, you know, put them up yet. But anyways, it's pretty much just explaining how Equihenida is purchasing um, purchasing land to for basically for just conservation, literally just to keep it there untouched so that, you know, in the future, if you, anybody really wants to go uh, on vacation, they, you know, they, they get to experience that firsthand. They get to experience these huge mother anthuriums, right? Like these beautiful, beautiful plants in their natural habitat that have been untouched for, gosh, over 50 plus years, right? You know, it's just really awesome to see these big, beautiful plants, right? And so what they do and, they, they purchase property and they'll, you know, they'll take the seeds, right? And they, they explain these in a, a lot of their videos, but a lot of their videos are in Spanish, right? So it doesn't really fit the American audience, right? So that's kind of why I want to, you know, I'm, I'm making the videos. I, like I mentioned, I still need to push them out. But it's really awesome to see you know, this multi-million dollar company really investing, reinvesting into just uh, saving natural life, right? Into saving the forest. I mean... For example, like who who really is spending their own money just to have it sitting there, right? Because I mean, the primary force is, is being untouched. It's literally just letting sit there to grow, right? So they're actually paying people to go out into these lands to to pretty much protect it. Because I mean, these are huge acres of lands. I mean, we're talking over thousands of acres for one property, right? And so there's no there's no saying that somebody or, you know, with malicious intent can go into the property, you know, deep into the property and, you know, start illegal gold mining or, you know, whatever, because it's really common, actually, in Ecuador to, to do illegal gold mining, um, because Ecuador is rich in, you know, natural resources. And so, you know, which is crazy to me, because they clear so much land when they do this and and i have footage of all of this um when i went to ecuador of the illegal coal mining and stuff and it's really sad to see i mean these are huge i mean we're talking acres and acres of land that are just cleared pretty much to you know to gold for, or mine for gold and in the process they're obviously contaminating the water because of the mercury whatever they use to clean you know to look for gold or whatever the process is so it's really sad in in that way that they're contaminating the water you know the plants are suffering so if they only knew how much you know we value the plants in the united states they wouldn't really be destroying them because they're literally just being destroyed in ecuador these plants are not seen as you know collector items or plants that people want like they actually for example people don't even have these plants in their garden for crying out loud they have like regular you know basic house plants if they knew that they can literally just cut these and then put it in a pot and put it in their front porch and they'll grow like nothing you know <laughs> with no with no effort so literally the locals in ecuador don't even know the value of you know the plants so a lot of the times people are just clearing land for gold mining or just for uh, cattle, right? Just to clear the land to make pasture for, you know, their, their cattle. And I have, like I mentioned, I have footage of it and it's just sad to see all of the trees are completely taken down and you see philodendron that have been cut, right? And they're trying to grow and it's like, man, like, what can you do, right? Like bromeliads, you name it, orchids just struggling because, you know, they're obviously going to die because they, they cut down the trees, they cut down everything that they were growing on. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's sad. It really is. And, you know, so it's really awesome to see, you know, Equihanada really, really trying to stop that. And they obviously can't buy the whole, you know, forest because it's huge, right? So, 
you know, it, it's it's awesome that the little pro or the profits that they're making, they're just reinvesting into you know the the greater good, right? And so they're they really are trying to up their their tours, their tour part of the of Equihanada, right? So they can you know get more, I guess, uh, gosh, um, awareness of what's going on, and just you know for people to enjoy and really appreciate right what they're doing and. You know, it's really awesome. I mean, there's a lot of people, for you know, for example, that come visit um, the Sequoias, which is a national park here that's like 30 minutes away from where I currently live. And, you know, people come from all over the world, right? So if they only knew that there's much more beautiful places in Ecuador that Equihenera, you know, has, um, you know, it would just be amazing just, just to kind of get the tourism out there just to kind of, you know, it's really awesome. They have, for example, this location in El Pangi, um, which is just amazing growing conditions. And they have like mother plants growing like crazy. They have huge, huge specimens on their own property. You know, so if you're not like the person that's into the hiking or, you know, because trust me, hiking, it's it's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole different thing that, man, it's not for everybody. Trust me, it's hardly for me, but <laughs> I do it just so I can make sure I get the con- content, right? But yeah, so they have, you know, beautiful places where you can just go and hang out in their nursery, take strolls, walks, you know, and just see amazing plants, you know, on your journey. So like I said, I'm sorry for just talking. I just keep, you know, blabbering, but it's really awesome. I'm super genuinely excited about this new this new uh, venture, right? So, um, I mean, during breakfast, I keep beating them around the bush answering that question. Um, I kind of was just talking to the owner, uh, Pepe Portilla, and uh, we were just kind of having, you know, good conversation. And he kind of mentioned to me, uh, basically, he, you know, he would let me have plants on credit. And I'm like, you know, that's like a little sticky situation. I don't want to owe anybody money. You know, it's just not my thing. You know, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, what happens if the plants die or it's just, you know, just no. So I basically told him if, you know, but if you end up deciding you want to open up a location in California, you'll let me know and I'll be more than happy to work for you. And yeah, so, you know, I don't know, it just kind of, you know, conversations and it honestly did help that I spoke the language. I speak the language really well, right? I'm fluent in Spanish and English. And so I was able to communicate really well, just, you know, genuine friendship. Um, and yeah, so it just it just so happened that everything just kind of worked out um, right. And, you know, we literally were just it's envisioning the same things. Like uh, I would say something and then he would be like, oh, yeah, I, I already thought of that. Or, you know, we were just so in sync with with the same thoughts. I don't know how to say it, but it was really cool. It was really awesome. It's been a super awesome experience to say the least. Um, I fell in love with Ecuador. I fell in love with the people um, for crying out loud. Uh, their minimum wage in Ecuador, um, they adopted the U.S. currency. So they use the U.S. dollar. There's no Ecuadorian money, right? Uh, and so anyways, they, they're, the average salary is, um, the average salary is like $400 a month, right? And maybe four fifty, five hundred dollars, depending on some, you know, some of the jobs. But that's the average salary in Ecuador, and you know, their cost of living, like the the things, are just as expensive. And actually, in Ecuador, they're probably more expensive because you know they're imported. So if they're U.S. brands, for you know, for example, they're more expensive. So it's like you know, how do people live, right? Like how do people afford to to live over there, right? And I always think I'm like I met some really awesome people, and I'm like, well, one of my 
my good friends from you know Ecuador. I'm like, he, for example, he has a wife and and another kid, and they they were just about to have their second child, and and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I don't know how it works in Ecuador, but I'm pretty sure that there's no maternity leave, right? Like, there's no, um, you know, if if the wife isn't working, then she probably doesn't get paid, right? So then I'm thinking, instead of two incomes, then they have to go down to one income, you know? So it's just things that kind of go through my mind. So I'm like. You know, and I'm over here, like, ungrateful that, you know, I get paid what I get paid, right? And working at the hospital, right? And so, anyways, it just kind of made me think and re reevaluate my myself in a way and just kind of, I don't know, just kind of, <laughs> you know, like, kind of humble myself and, you know, just realize that, you know, other people have it way worse. And, you know, so I just, I guess I want to help out as much as I can. I want to be able to provide more jobs for people in Ecuador, um, you know, just, you know, whatever I can do, I, I guess, to to ensure that, you know, the people that I met while I was there, just genuinely super awesome, happy people that we didn't need much, but, you know, pretty much each other and like, you know, the good vibes. And, you know, at the end of the, of the heavy work day, we would go out to dinner and have a beer. You know what I mean? It was just really cool, chill vibes. So I guess that at the end of the day was just kind of what pushed me to really, really want to do this for this company and to work for this company because i mean they are <laughs> this company is a multi-million dollar company to say the least and they're just some of the most humblest people that i've ever met in my entire life you know so i don't know i guess i just want to i don't i want to work for something i want to do something bigger than myself right so i guess that's why i just have the motive the the push to kind of just you know just to pull this through and just to kind of you know i don't know do this yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like you're getting into something that you love because you love houseplants and, and plants in general. And you're also able to give back through what the company is doing within Ecuador by, you know, preserving some of the rainforest and 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 whatnot and, and helping the local community. And so that kind of like ties back to your morals and your values. Um, so it kind of sounds like a win-win for me. Um, I'm, I'm wondering though, how this can be a win for the plant community. What effects will this new location in California have on the market? So, well, uh, uh, U.S. already, uh, you know, they, they ship all, all over the U S and so I guess we basically just want to start because Equihendida had a lot of success, I guess you can say, during the, the pandemic with the pop-up events and stuff like that. So they're actually, they have pop-up events all the time, you know, and literally all the time. So the, the plan is to bring plants from Ecuador, right? So people have the option to, people have the option of if they want to import the plant themselves and actually rehab it, right, you know, uh, rehab the plant. And then they have the option to buy a plant in, in soil. And, you know, that's already been rehabbed, you know, from one of our locations that be in Florida or for California. So we want to be able to produce or be able to provide um, more plants in soil already rehabbed, I guess you can say, so that there's, you know, less chance of, you know, whatever, you know, um, happens during, <laughs> during importing. Because let's be real, I mean, a lot of the time the brutes don't, don't, show up right or you know the plant doesn't you know like the shipping stress of it so i guess that's that's you know our job like giving people the option if they want to pay a little bit more they can have their plant in soil 
um, you know, already rehab for them, or if they want to pay a little bit less, they can still ex- import from our Equihendera location from Ecuador. So basically that, I mean, and regardless, we all know that Equihendera's prices are a hundred percent cheaper or 50% cheaper than market value. Right. I mean, I buy a plant from Equihendera and I'm posting it for sale for more than, you know, market value. Right. Right now, not so much just because I'm literally trying to get rid of my, everything that I have for sale. <laughs> and unless, for example, if Equihendera doesn't have the plant, then I'm okay with keeping it, right? So I can grow it and, you know, propagate it like variegated monsteras and stuff. Like if they don't sell, I'm not going to go cheaper on the price, right? Just because I know in the future, I'm going to, you know, keep selling them. But anything that I have that's like, you know, from Equihendera, because I mean, I've, I've imported so many over the years. And then also, um, in the previous uh, shows, I, you know, I was gifted some plants, and I took some plants also to, to pretty much to resell, right. Um, and so anyways, I have a couple of plants, basically, that I have to get rid of. <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm working on right now, just getting rid of whatever they don't have. And in that way, I can propagate the rest. But yeah, so that's what we're planning to do is hopefully bringing you know plant prices down um in a way uh, i i know that a lot of prices have already gone down actually um and that's because you know the the prices online have gone down right so the the market is gonna is gonna hopefully be good and the people that have been waiting on those really really expensive plants hopefully in the future they can you know they can um you know, they can afford to get them right and i'm not saying that all of the plants are going to go down in price right because there's always going to be new plants introduced to the market and there's always going to be those new collector plants. Right. And of course, those are going to be the high ticket priced items. Right. In the beginning. Right. Like, let's be honest. I mean, how much were variegated Ananzonia is going going for at one point. Right. I think they were going for over a thousand dollars for a one leaf cutting. And now I can't even sell a full plant for <laughs> gosh, $400. I mean, not even 300 sometimes, you know, so yeah, depending on the variegation. So it's, you know, I, I just, I hope so. Yeah, the, the the prices, you know, I hope, you know, people are happy with that, right? And, and I'm sure they will. And I'm sure they'll also be happy with, you know, getting a plant in soil instead of, you know, having to rehab it themselves, unless they like doing it, you know what I mean? And, or the, yeah, so there's going to be different options available. And then also the plan is to, um, to, uh, to export right to Canada as well. Hopefully, in the near future, we're able to do that. Um, I'm pretty sure we can. I, I just I I'm not 100 percent sure. I have to figure that out. But yeah. So I mean, this is a worldwide company. I mean, the California location in the future will probably take care of exporting to Japan and stuff like that too. Uh, yeah. But basically, the whole West Coast will be taking care of the California location. We're talking Texas, Arizona, Nevada. Um, I mean, you know, Utah, Ohio, Washington, you know, all of the West Coast states, Oregon, you know, so the, in the future, right, hopefully, because, you know, we still have to bring all the plants and then get them rehabbed and all of that. So in the future, we'll be offering wholesale as well, you know, uh, for, you know, for local, our local customers that, that you know, uh, purchase in, in large quantities to resell or whatever. So it's still going to be a win-win for, for everybody, right? So we're... We're, you know, we're just planning on bringing all of the the beautiful plants from Ecuador and just, you know, keeping those jobs, uh, you know, alive in, in, in Ecuador, really, because there's really no other jobs or opportunities. And that's why people resort to illegal gold mining, because sometimes it's not the people uh, that that are doing 
the illegal gold mining that have the default, right? Because for them, it's like, well, I need to provide, I need to put food on the table for my family, right? And some of these people are genuine, amazing Ecuadorian people. And they, you know what I mean? They, they don't have another option. There's no other job. And sometimes illegal gold mining, there's there's more money in it. You know what I mean? So it's rough. And that's why Equahenida is trying to provide jobs. They're trying to provide um other options, right, to, you know, and teach people, right, of conservation and and how much more money it would bring into Ecuador if we actually took care of the flora, if we took care of the, you know, the greenery, because people would love it. And so that's that's the whole purpose of Equinida. And, you know, it's just kind of getting the message out there, I guess you can say. And yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep I keep talking. Um, Nonstop. <laughs> no, I'm really excited to to learn all this information because this is, you know, most of it is, if not all of it, is news to me. And I have, you know, I'm I'm in Northeast Florida, and um, you know, I was aware that Apopka is one of the hubs of house plants in Florida. You have the Apopka area, um, which could arguably be named the house plant capital of the United States, and then you have. <clears throat> excuse me, you know, down south of Miami, the Homestead area, the Redlands. Um, I'm a two-hour drive from Apopka. So I'm over here thinking, okay, I definitely need to go to their Apopka location for a day and obviously come back with a bunch of houseplants and maybe some, you know, more uncommon orchids that would be fun to keep in my greenhouse. So I'm over here plotting as I'm listening to you because it, it a lot of times we look for for specific house plants, um, you know, by private sellers. But I don't think that most of us would kind of consider them a you know an option just because they are bigger and and they may you know be easily overlooked. And you know, a lot a lot of times you don't know what the values are of the the bigger companies out there. But learning and all this, it sounds like they're a really good company and that we should support them. If you know, they're a small business that's, that's essentially growing and they have these like super rare plants that, um, you know, they're literally bringing the rainforest to our homes. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's literally their, their model actually. That's, you know, it's their thing is bringing you know, um, the Ecuadorian flower basically, you know, to the comfort of your home and, that's that's you know their their purpose and you know Equihanda's prices are honestly the cheapest on the market. So you being two hours away, right? Like, hey, you know if you know, for example, sometimes I'll you know get a hair up my <laughs> up my rear end, right? And then I'll be like, all right, I need to buy this plant, this plant, this plant, right? And you have all of the options. Like they have all of the rare plants. I mean, you name it. They have they they have the monster of Bromarks flame for crying out loud, right? And I think it's still retailing for. Four thousand, five thousand dollars for a seedling plant, right? So, Equihenida is selling them in soil already for two thousand dollars, right? And I know it's still a lot of money, you know, but it's still half of the, you know what I mean? So, stuff like that, like alocasia jacklins, you know, stuff like that. That's just, you know, really expensive. That are just really high price items. Like they're they're bringing the plants, you know, in soil already, um, you know. So it's really awesome that. The prices in general are just super cheap, I guess you can say, um, you know, and they just have a good variety. Like, for example, you go to a houseplant nursery. I mean, I know in, in Florida, there's a lot more tropical plants, right? There's a lot more of the rare plants being produced in mass quantities just because, you know, the weather conditions is a lot better. 
And that's also why I feel that the owner kind of was uh, set on opening up a location in California because there's, you know, really no competition in California. At least here, a lot of the growers are growing pretty much the same basic house plants that, you know, Walmart or Home Depot or Lowe's carry, right? And, you know, they're just the basic house plants and not really like what Echo Canada has or all of the trendy, you know, rare plants, I guess, that we're all into, or all of the aeroids that we're into. So, that's I guess where Echo yeah. Well, that's because a lot of those house plants, yeah. a lot of the house plants that you see in those big box stores are grown in Florida and shipped to every yeah other exactly state in the United exactly states. exactly yeah yeah yeah. So you know it just kind of I don't know it just kind of was a, a win win in a way, but yeah it's 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 been a wild ride for sure. <laughs> I still can't even like you know I still can't wrap my head around it like how everything has just gone from zero to a hundred and so fast, you know what I mean? So, um, which is good for business and it's good for the houseplant community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually am going to, so the plan is on, I was, as of the first of July, um, I saw working for Equihanada and, um, it just depends because I guess, uh, you know, we're still in escrow, right. We, you know, for the property and just kind of waiting uh, basically to see if they're going to let us in the property soon or not. So I might, might actually be in Florida for the first two weeks of July. Um, they're at Apopka. Um, I'll be pretty much just, you know, working, working there and, uh, kind of learning the, the the management side of the of the proper or the, uh, you know what I mean of working for Equihanadas. So, anyways, that being said, you know if you wanted to go out there right during that time, road yeah, trip, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, kind of cool, definitely but. keep me posted. I mean, <clears throat> I've never been to a popka. Um, I've really had no reason to, um, other than houseplants. And now that I know that you know, I have some, you know, nurseries to visit. I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Um, definitely keep me posted. I, I, I'm, I'm more excited for the orchid component because I mean, I have like a few, I only have like a few species of orchids and um, they have uh, uh, so many different options. Um, so I'm, I'm excited just to kind of see them in person and maybe take a few home with me. No, seriously. I mean, and Equihanada, they have, I mean, you name it. They have all the, all of the good plants. That's for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, you, I mean, even just to be there, I mean, it's, it's a great location. They have a good showroom, um, you know, where they have set up all of their plants displayed, right? And it's, it's pretty cool just to even just to make some, some content, right? It's, it's a pretty cool location. They, they for sure have a, you know, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but Equihanada has a really, prestige like really nice touch or nice way of displaying their plants where it looks so natural and so pretty and just i don't know it's just it's just good vibes for sure (laughs) yeah and if you if like if you look at their instagram like the plant displays literally look like you're walking through the jungle it's not like they're yeah no seriously yeah so that's that's my kind of that's my, that's what I envision for the Cap- California property, at least. It's like, it's a little over 20, I think it's like 24 acres. I mean, so it's a good property location to have the greenhouses and stuff. But I also want to have like a little botanical garden. That's like what I envision in the future. Like a little location for people to come and enjoy as well, right? Uh, but I, I love variegated plants. So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm getting all, a lot of like variegated trees and just variegated you know, fruit trees even and just different stuff just to kind of 
have like a, a really nice like botanical garden where people can just take the golf carts and just kind of, you know, wander around, have, you know what I mean? If they want to take a picnic, go for it, you know, and then buy some plants after. I don't know. I want to basically bring like, like have that little property, you know, that little section of land in California just kind of resemble a little bit of Ecuador, right? Like I'll just be putting trees there on the property like crazy, letting them grow and then letting aeroids grow up the trees, kind of how they have it, you know, so. But I think the cool. challenge in California is going to be the humidity because in Florida, yes, exactly. you know, you can put plants out on the patio and not worry about humidity. In fact, yes, like yes, outside yes. better than they like being in my house. Oh, no, so, definitely. Definitely. So, so the plan would be to like make a little kind of like a and entrapment i guess i either making like an actual like glass building kind of deal like something nice a conservatory or what i was also thinking because um i guess the the previous um owner it was uh they had like all kinds of and a tree or or gosh i can't i I can't even talk (laughs) a tree um they had like an orchid what is it called an orchid orchid or what is it an orchard Uh, gosh yeah there you go of of trees and so i guess they kind of like let them dry out because they kind of started focusing more on the succulents which you know we're buying the succulent farm and so anyways um, i was just thinking of you know watering the trees and then just making like a literally a good like you know acre or two of of just really tall trees and then just putting like misters like heavy heavy misting systems inside you know disguise up in the trees or something and just kind of having that kind of more like of a little wetland in a way. And I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I mean, how I envision it is going to happen, right? And I, 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 there's some plants like some philodendron and stuff that are more okay. Some monstera that would be okay without the high high humidity. But I for sure wouldn't have to like figure out a way for a misting system or something that would be consistent, right? But that would be the plan to make a little botanical garden where you know, it would be kind of like where people don't expect it, but it's like, whoa, that's that's in California, you know? Yeah. So. Have you ever been to the um, the botanical uh, Fairchild Botanic, tro- oh, Fairchild Tropical Botanic Gardens in Miami? No, 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 I haven't actually. I haven't really done much. I, besides the airport, I don't think I've been in Miami. <laughs> so I ask because... They have obviously like different types of gardens and and displays and they have a a greenhouse that's basically like an Ecuadorian jungle. Um, But then outside of the greenhouse, um, the conservatory, they have, you know, a a tropical garden with misters outside, basically like like just what you explained, you know, the tall trees, the shade. Oh, um, nice. You know, they have like a Vanda orchid display with like misters hanging on the trees. And so you walk through and it's kind of like Jurassic Park-esque. So you definitely check that out for some inspo. No, definitely. Um, I'm all for it. I'm, you know, I'm going to Florida for for two weeks at least. For sure, if, if, you know, depending, I'm. I'm pretty sure I will end up doing that, but I kind of wanted to go check out like you did for inspiration, right? Just to go see what other, you know, competition or what other people have. <laughs> Cause I, I yeah. don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like that person that I, 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 I'm a little extra, I guess you can say. So if I want like a, a waterfall, man, it's going to be like an epic waterfall, you know what I mean? Or, or something, you know? So I just, I don't know. Hopefully it's going to take time. Obviously I just have to have the patience for it, but it's really awesome. Like I said, it's just, it's, it's crazy experience. I mean, it's been like four, four and a half months now that all of this has just kind of gone down. So 
you know, just baby steps, right? But <laughs> I'm excited for you. I mean, you have a lot, um, you know, coming up, and I definitely want you to keep me posted on your Florida trip because I'm so close and I've never been there. So it would be kind of nice to kind of come back with some plants, especially because it's summer here. Um, but yeah. I did have two more questions for you. Um, so at the end of every podcast, I ask everybody uh, the same two questions, and it's always great to kind of hear what their responses are. And so um, my first question for you is, if you were to meet any plant fluencer or anyone that you know, you've know you talked with on Instagram, um, who would it be that you haven't met in person? Oh, man. And you can't say me because we're on the podcast <laughs> talking right now. That's an easy way out. um all right i'll i i honestly think it would be really really cool to meet kaylee ellen um i don't know just because she's probably been one that has influenced my path i guess for the the rare the rare more rare plants or stuff like that um yeah i don't know i just i just i like her videos i mean sometimes you know I, i don't know everybody has their likes or whatever dislikes but i don't know i just like that she literally i mean i watched her her rehabbing video religiously you know when i first got my big box of uh, uh, imports from Equihendana. I think my first import was like, gosh, like $5,000 or something crazy like that. And little old me was way over my head with, <laughs> with not even knowing what the heck I was doing. So, you know, I was just watching her shows or her video religiously, basically, and just kind of, you know, rehabbing plants. Like, I think maybe her, uh, just because, you know, I don't know, I watch her videos religiously every Friday, just kind of, <laughs> I don't know, just... You know what I mean? Just she's she's just good yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, and then this. So the second question is: If you could be any house plant, what house plant would you be, and why? Oh man, hmm. that's a hard question. Um, house plant. There's so many options. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, and- um, maybe does it have to be it doesn't plant? have to be a house plant I, it could be any plant I mean no 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 it could be like I mean like a philodendron maybe because they're, I feel like philodendron are so resistant for me maybe like they're so uh, they can be in Houston most of them right some of them need a higher humidity but for the most part I feel philodendron are kind of like universal they can be like in the humidity they can be in non-humidity and they do generally good as long as they have good lighting right um, and, and, you know, if they rot, they're easier to take care of, you know, so something that's more easier going, you know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like if a philodendron rots, like you can just stick it in water and it'll reroot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not okay, all of them, but for the most you. part, like philodendron, I feel are easier to, you know, to, to be around or to take care of, I guess you could say. Because anthurium sometimes are just super dramatic, even though, you know, I can associate with, you know, that at times. Oh, so then you could have said anthurium. Yeah, but, you know, it it is what it is, you know. I just, I don't know. I hold everything in. So sometimes when I snap, I snap, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's, it's rough because sometimes people don't understand that, you know. Sometimes the ones that are behind the screen or, you know, for example, like me, like, I have so much going on behind, you know, the doors that no behind closed doors that nobody knows, you know, like 
family stuff or you know like just you know of course. mental health or stuff like sometimes the, right. the happiest people are not the happiest people and people don't understand that like we're humans too like we need our breaks like we need you know time and space you know and i shoot like i mean i you know like i'm going through stuff like with my family you know what i mean like people you know we're humans too like we go through stuff on a daily basis you know so i don't know i feel like yeah, I don't know why I kind of sidetracked there, but I feel like that's also something people you know need to understand that you know we're we're you know we're here for you guys, but like you know sometimes we just need if I go MIA for a day or two if I don't respond like you know it's not like for people to take it personal you know it's just sometimes I just don't have the energy to do it you know what I mean because I'm <laughs> I'm dealing with so much you know so yes it is yeah. I mean it is a it's a hobby that for some people turns into a stream of income and there's a yeah, lot exactly. of stressors that go into that. And maybe some people don't have a full understanding of what that brings on in someone's life. And I think as we, you know, experience, everyone experiences it differently. And you, to your point, you know, we don't know what everyone has going on personally, you know, professionally, or, you know, with their family or friends or what have you. Um, exactly. So, um, so maybe Anthurium was your more appropriate answer. <laughs> <of philodendron. laughs> oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but next time we talk, I, I think I'm going to ask you what species of Anthurium. Oh, man. I don't so know. So think that, about that it would, and get be back a little bit me. harder, but I mean, I don't know. For the most part, I think Ethereum are harder to take care of. And, and a lot of people are probably be like, no, they're not that hard. But, you know, I, I don't know. For me, Ethereum are the ones that, you know, get more of the, of the gosh, of the bacterial infection or, the, you know, the, the whatever, the, you know, the brown and yellow edging or I don't know. They sometimes... Finding the right care for them is the hardest part. And we also have to understand, because I didn't even know this until I went to Ecuador, that they have some philodendron and some anthurium and growing in cold climates. Like, not all of the anthurium want, um, you know, heat and humidity, or sorry, heat and, you know, stuff like that. Like, a lot of, some of them are grown, like, you know, in sheesh, in 60, 50 degrees, 45, sometimes it drops at night, you know, like, degree weathers, right? And they thrive. So, some anthurium are cold-loving anthurium, right? Because they're on higher altitudes, you know, they're under waterfalls or whatever and stuff like that. So, we, we have to understand, and you know, that there's different plants and different kinds, though. Anyways, that's a different topic, but, yeah, so... I we'll save that I for think the maybe next a war queenum because they are the total the biggest divas of them all. <laughs> they are, they are, and I still don't have one of those. I have oh, a king, not a queen. They are terrible. They're beautiful. They are for sure. But and you know what? Like I would say, order one from Equihanda USA because it already comes in soil. It's already rehabbed and it's our, It's beautiful. It really is. And I think they're selling them for really cheap right now too. So you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so I really so I'll have you uh pick one out for me if we end up meeting up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They have they have yeah, they they definitely got you. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um I appreciate your time tonight. It's been a lot of fun learning about yeah, what you have sure. going on with Equahenera. <laughs> yeah, Equahenera. You got it. You got it. You got it. Um so I 
I, I, I'm just going to follow along on your journey through social media. And I wish you the best of luck with your travels come July and yes. watching everything pop up in California. And I'm excited for you. I'm rooting for you. And um, we're all, we're all waiting to see what happens. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you, David, for sure, for having me on here. Just to kind of, you know, this is actually like the first time I've pretty much, um, you know, told anybody. I'm, I'm more of the person that, I don't like crying wolf, right? Or, you know, I don't want to be that person that says things and then, you know, it doesn't, you know, get accomplished at the end of the day or whatever. But I feel like it's more real now. Like I've actually left my job, you know, like, um, you know, I'm no longer employed. Like uh, as of the first, I start, you know, working for Equa So it's more real now, right? Like we're finishing escrow. So I feel like I can talk more about it now, you know, I just, you know, I've given hints or I've mentioned things or I've said things and I know not everybody's going to, you know, hear the podcast, but at the end of the day, I just wanted it on record, you know, just to kind of be like, Hey, like this is what's going on. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, it's just kind of more bringing it out into reality, you know, cause I don't know, like it's, it's real. Like I, I, <laughs> I can't even wrap my, my head around it now because it is it's so real it's like you know it's already here right like we're gosh i mean we're less than two weeks now from from you know when i yeah (laughs) and we're we're here we're here with you and we're supporting you and we're watching you and we're rooting for you so i appreciate it yeah and you know the plan is to you know just just make plants more affordable right and literally the plan is is that is just to make plants more affordable and just to bring awareness uh you know what amazing things like what Hanada is doing for conservation, right? Because a lot of times we, we paint a, a bad picture on people that, you know, we import from. And, you know, I'm not going to say that there are not companies because uh, it's sad to admit, but I do have actual people from Indonesia that have messaged me, um, you know, selling me plants and stuff like this. And I literally see, I mean, literally, this is, they're in my inbox still. And I actually have them like, you know, under my general because I actually wanted to send them a message and I stopped myself. But in the message, I was like, you know, you know, don't don't take plants from the actual, you know, forest, you know. So anyways, this person and it was from Indonesia. It was for a plant that's actually really high in demand right now. And they send me a picture and they're like, you know, I can sell you, you know, they call it eggs or the corns, basically. They, you need to sell you this or that, whatever. And I'm like, you know, you're literally standing in the jungle with, you know, a plant that you just took out of the ground. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's not okay. So I wanted to send them like a nasty message. Not, not really a nasty message. Cause I mean, I'm, uh, you know, like I was passive aggressive, I guess you can say. Like, I'm, you know, basically saying like, you know, don't don't send me pictures, you know, like that of you, you know, pretty much, you know, taking poaching basically. So I feel like there's a, a lot of, you know, bad pictures painted on, you know, people that, you know, we import from. And, you know, there are people, I mean, for example, all plants have to come from somewhere, right? At some point they have to come from, you know, the wild, right? In, in a way or whatever you can say. So it's one thing to take the actual plant and one thing to take seeds, right? And that's what um, Equihanida is, you know, does basically. That's how they get their their plants. They, you, you know, they don't take the mother plant by any means, what whatsoever. And these are their properties, right? Like these are lands that they own that they can literally clear out the whole entire, you know, forest if they wanted to, just because it's their property. But they get the seeds, right? And they won't take all of them, right? So that you know the mother can still produce the babies. But they'll take like one, you know, thing of seeds and they'll let it grow. 
um, let those seedlings grow and then they'll tissue culture them or whatever. And then they make their mother plants. And then, you know, within time, then they produce, you know, more, more plants. So anyways, um, it was just more awareness, right. Of, you know, that this company is actually really is doing good, that they're not doing any kind of illegal or foul, foul activity, right. Because they actually are in connection with the Ecuadorian, you know, government. And like I mentioned with actual scientists and people that are literally legitimately identifying all of these plants. And that's why, for example, like the philodendron El Choco Red, right? Like it was just recently renamed to philodendron Ruvigenile or something like that, right? And, you know, so it's just basically because, you know, it takes time for, you know, these these people to, you know, uh, actually research the plant and make sure, you know, what species it is or whatever, what name it is and what they're going to give it or name it. You know what I mean? So, Equihenida is actually doing the correct thing, right? The the right thing, you know, actually, you know, researching and that's, you know, where they were funded and that's where their success comes in. So there are other companies actually from Ecuador specifically, you know, that might be questionable, right? And so that, you know, I feel like when, you know, people associate with importing or exporting from Ecuador, from, you know, they, they automatically assume Equihenida because they are the biggest, right, name. Um, you don't really even know. And I'm not going to mention the other names, right, <laughs> because that's competition. But, you know, it, you know, it, there are other companies and they are smaller. They're, you know, they, I don't know if they have a tissue culture lab, right? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how their practices are. So, you know, and for example, like a lot of, you know, the people, and, and there's so many people that are importing plants, right? And who's to say that they are actually doing research or where the plants are coming from? And not even that, but like, I don't know, it's such a controversial or con- it's such a, you know what I mean? It's such a hard, iffy topic to talk about, right? But that's what I want to do. I want to make sure, you know, that Equihenida is kind of, you know, just bringing awareness of that they're actually spending their money to to conserve, to protect these lands, you know. And so, you know, I have, like I mentioned, I have it all on video. I just need to push it out. So, you know, expect that content, too, on YouTube, right, um, in the near, near future, because uh, hopefully I'll be able to, you know, work on it, actually, when I'm in Florida on my free time probably post some more videos uh, of just my my trips to Ecuador and all of that. So anyways, uh, that being said, you know, I just kind of some stuff that I just wanted to throw out there so that, you know, people can kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of, kind of know that, you know, there, there are bad companies, but, you know, just do your research and it feels so much better that, you know, when you support somebody or a company that's doing a lot of things for good, right? And a lot of people that buy from Equihenida don't even know at the end of the day where their money is going for, really. So I feel like if people knew, they would be like, you know, happy, you know, too, to know that their money really is going for, for you know, for people to have jobs, for, you know, just for protecting the rainforest, right? So it really is awesome. And that's why I'm, I love working for this company and why I, I am so... Um, so ready and excited i guess to just kind of just keep promoting it and influencing for it you know right and so i never thought of being you know the influencer or you know the person in charge because or not in charge but you know like i don't like being on camera to say the least so when i was in ecuador i actually even mentioned to the owner i'm like well i can i can connect you with some of the good you know good plant influencers you know you can just send them plants you can do an unboxing or whatever and he's like no he's like i want you to be our influencer i'm like all right then so that kind of gave me like you know the the courage i guess to just kind of get out of my shell and that's what i've been doing the last four months just kind of 
you know, just just doing things that I, I out of my norm, I guess. And it's, you know, it's, it's been doing really good. So I'm excited for, for the future for, you know, just to bring more videos, you know, just to kind of how you rehab and just all kinds of other stuff, you know, for 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 people just to kind of know. And if people don't want to go to Ecuador, you know, because it's expensive, let's be honest, to, to travel anywhere, really, you know, just to, to show them, you know, what Equihanita is doing. So that's honestly the the true efforts of, you know, what this whole collaboration is. And uh, yeah, just basically just to to bring the plant community more together and happy and, uh, you know, bring them more plants at affordable prices, I guess you could yeah. say. Well, we're again, we're so excited for you. And we can't wait to see the California shop open. It's so exciting. Um, keep us posted. And hey, all that content that you're talking about, of course, my puppy is getting all aggravated <laughs> over here. How old are your dogs, actually? I've been... Um, Tucker's nine months. Marley's oh, four and a half. And um, oh, that's six and a half. Yeah, they're, yeah, Tucker just wants a toy from Marley. So this is like... This is... I tried to kick them out, but I opened the door and here. No, they're, they're, so they're like, all right, Dad, you've been on, you've been on the, on the yeah, they're, they're like, Dad, it's, it's our time attention. Now. <laughs> um, so on that, yeah, note, I will, I, I will hold you up anymore. I can keep talking for sure, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, appreciate your time and thank you, everyone, so much for joining. I've had a great time learning all about Equihenera, and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, and I'm excited to see all that content. So, Josh, thank you again for spending your evening with us. Yeah, no, thank you for seriously for having me and just kind of letting it out because it, it's it's awesome just to, you know, finally be able to talk about it and, you know, just kind of putting it out in reality, right? Yeah. So, yeah, good things to come and, you know, hopefully we'll see you in Florida, you know, in, in the beginning of July and that way you can go home with some happy plants. <laughs> I'm excited about it. 